Hi, everybody. It's Griff here again from the future. I wanted to just drop a note at the top of this episode. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulty with my track in particular on the recording of this episode. I sound a little bit lower quality than everybody else in the episode. And so if you don't want to listen to something that is not the quality that we normally project, feel free to give this episode a skip. However, I will say there are some good story beats in this episode, and so if you can get past it, it's definitely worth your time. This doesn't happen again for the rest of the, oh geez, almost 130 episodes that are out right by now, so don't worry about it, it's just a blip, but we thought the episode was still worth releasing. See you on the other side. Welcome to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. This is Brooks, the classy one of the bunch. I am the voice of Ikmer. Thank you for coming back to our actual play, Actually Drunk Podcast. Hope you are having as much fun listening as we are playing. Please visit us at hideouslaughterpodcast.com. Follow us on IG at hideouslaughterpod and at Facebook's and at Twitter, at Laughter Hideous. We love to hear feedback, and in this episode, we are getting brain in the library. Do you like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. We're so happy you've made it back after our first three episodes. We released those, and you came back for another episode of our Drunken Shenanigans. Uh, we're so glad to have you. So, before we get into our Pathfinder stuff, what I really, really am dying to know is, what's everybody drinking? I guess I'll start. That was the slowest open I've ever heard. Slurp. <laughs> oh, I freaking really enjoyed uh, it. Uh, what you uh, doing, Steve? Slurp. Just in case people are wondering, I'm drinking a hams. Wow. How about you, Brooks? I am still drinking White Claw, the purest hard seltzer in the world. Still drinking. Uh, still. So like last time, have you just been drinking it for? Yep. Non-stop? Week after week after week. Okay. How about you, Haley? Uh, I am currently, I've got two drinks actually queued up. Oh, double fisting. I know, right? It's dangerous. Uh, But I am drinking both rum drinks and one's like a mock pina colada. Okay. Emily? Oh! Never again. I'm drinking a hard seltzer. Take a real nasty sip of it like I do. Yeah, I can't. Ahead. I can't go that far. I can't go that far. I think you can. Um, so, guys, how's everybody feeling about the campaign? That's what I'm really interested in this time. You know, we've got we've got three episodes under our belts. You kind of 
you know your characters a little bit. We've got a little action. We had some combat. We had some role play. Some romance. Some romance. No romance. No romance. <laughs> Oh God! So, how is everybody feeling about their character? About how this podcast is going so far? Steve, why don't you start us off? We'll go in the same order. Oh man, um, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Clearly, I've never done anything like this. I've played Pathfinder, but never distributed to what I can only assume our parents. <laughs> our parents plus three or four people. Um, but yeah, I've had, I've been having a good time. I I've, I've really been enjoying playing Matsumbe. He is probably the most interesting character concept that I've put together. So I've I've just been really enjoying it, having a good time, and I've uh, really been enjoying uh, drinking on drinking on Mike. Drinking on Mike, yeah. I mean that's my favorite part too. Yeah. How about you, Brooks? Slurping on Mike, more like. Most of the time, it's just uh, how disgusting yourself. can I make this ham sound, which in and of itself <laughs> sounds pretty gross. It's delicious. <laughs> Well, uh, feeling pretty good. I love this, uh, love the campaign so far. A lot of, uh, different avenues we could take and it is, uh, shaping up pretty, uh, pretty scary so far. That's, that's good. Yeah. You get some spooks, you know, started off on a funeral, you got some visions. Trouble sleeping. Oh, yeah. And, uh, as far as Ikmer goes, uh, it's pretty, uh, it's a little bit of a challenge to play someone that doesn't have quite uh, the same amount of intelligence as your normal character, but jeez, uh, oh, it's fun to work, fun to work through that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Ikmer has been pretty active regardless of his uh, mental stats. So I think you've been pre- playing him pretty well. Oh, thanks. How about you, Haley? Yeah, I guess starting off with uh, how it it feels like just playing with Eclipse. Eclipse in general, I think, could be really, really awesome when she gets to like a higher level. Um, But she has some cool abilities so far that I don't think we've been able to see, which um, I can't, I can't wait to display those. But uh, so far, I'm, I'm just really curious what the hell is at my window. <laughs> what is that chorus at the window? No. Oh my God. <laughs> with the waggly tail. Oh, uh, <laughs> I have questions. I don't. I don't want to know. Well, it's facing forward. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, Haley, you're telling me Eclipse has more abilities than uh, Ghost Town? Oh, yeah. It's uh, surprising, but yes. Okay. I'm excited <laughs> to see that. How about you, Emily? I'm having a lot of fun uh, playing as Lyra. She's definitely the most complicated player or uh, character that I've ever played. And I spent a lot of time making her. So it's fun to actually see how she can interact in this world. And I'm excited to see how she develops or degrades over time. We'll see. Yeah, we will see, won't we? Mm-hmm. So... Geez, I'm really, I'm really proud of, you know, the kind of stuff we put together thus far. I think you guys have been doing a phenomenal job playing your characters. I'm really excited for where the campaign's going. I love the fact that we can get together as a group of friends and drink at the table and record. Oh, we're friends? Us, yeah. I think this is the yeah. first time. <laughs> so, um, with all of that, fun out of the way, I'd like to get started, and where we left off, post-slurp, is that... It's everywhere. 
Where we left off is that Eclipse went to bed. All of you went to bed. Eclipse went to bed, and as she was kind of getting herself under the covers, she heard this tapping. And the tapping grew louder. And as she got up from bed, she searched one window. Nothing. She went to the other window in her room. And... Eclipse, as you open this window, you see this raven. And you immediately can tell it's not a normal raven. What I'd like you to do is, um... Make me a perception check. Alrighty. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yet, you're staring at this raven, and it's, it's tapping at the window. And as you look at it, you're not sure, like, is your vision blurring? But you feel like you can see straight through it. Is it a shadow? I don't know. Is it a shadow? It makes no noise. Except when it taps. And it continues to tap at your window. What do you do? So I guess, have I opened my window yet or not? No, I assume it's still tapping. And then it can see you and you're looking at, you're looking like straight into its eyes. Uh, can I, can I try and talk to it or is it, does it not look like it would be able to talk? Um, make me, if you have knowledge nature, you certainly can make that. Um, if not a, I want to say like a knowledge religion would be a good one to make. Have neither. Neither of those, then, um, I mean, you're not sure. You definitely would probably try to talk to it then. Okay, so I, I will actually open the window and try to talk to it. Oh, so you open the window? Yeah. Okay, I think that's a mistake. Uh, out of character, but in character, yeah. You open the window, and its wings flap. And where you would expect a fluttering sound, silence. Oh, that's good. And it lands on your bedside table. What do you do? Um, I am fairly concerned, but at the same time it doesn't seem to be doing a lot of harm. So I will grab number one, I'm going to grab that book that I tied up just in case this somehow ties to that and hold it very close. Okay. Because I don't want I don't want the raven to take my book. book. Yeah, no, definitely don't want that. And then um, I said it's a shadow, but well, do I know that? It's a shadow. You can see through it is what you know. Oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna try and feed it some bread. Do you have bread? Um, yes. I have yeah. I have, like, have like rations, rations or whatever. Kind of yeah. Yeah, you try and feed it and it continues to stare at you. And it, it seems like it pays no mind to the bread. Can I pet it then? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna pet I'm gonna pet the bird. Your hand goes right through it. Oh man, that's awesome. Uh so I guess it it's my friend now. I'm gonna close the window. Okay. This is my bird now, right? As far as you know. And, and while, while you're up there closing the window, it finally makes noise, and it squawks at you. Drown! Oh. Drown! 
Oh. Uh. I ask it. I'm gonna say, who, who, who drowned? Drowned! And then it flutters to the corner of the room. And it's still staring at you apprehensively. Can I follow it? Like, is there anything in the corner? I mean, it's like, it's like, uh, your room has a bookshelf in the corner of the room. It's up at the top of that. Oh, gosh. Okay, so... I guess I'm gonna try and call to whoever's room would be closest to mine. So that would be Lyra's room. Okay, so I'm gonna say, Lyra, can you come here? Okay, Lyra, make me a perception check. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, you 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 haven't quite gone to bed yet, and so you can hear this coming through the the wall that your room share. And I assume you probably you know hustle over. Yeah. And as Lyra enters Eclipse's room, the bird fades. No. And it fades, and and by the time Lyra's in the room, the bird has gone through the wall. And is gone. Oh. As far as you know. Oh, thanks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eclipse. What? What? Do you, what's wrong? Uh, there was definitely a bird in here, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't pet it or feed it. Were you dreaming? No, I, I didn't even go to bed yet. Huh. Well, do you want me to, like, stay here, see if it comes back, or just go back to sleep? I, I, I guess I guess you can go back and I'll, I'll just, uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll call you if it comes again. Did it go somewhere or it's just gone? It just, it just disappeared. Okay, so so you guys had a bit of a strange experience. Um, Are you both heading back to bed? Yeah, Lyra would, I guess, kind of assume that it was just as Eclipse was falling asleep, she maybe thought she saw a shadow or something and would just go back to her room, not think too much of it. Okay, uh, how about Eclipse? Um, I think Eclipse will keep her window open for now in case um, case it comes comes back. back. She wants to figure out more of what's happening. And she will probably just kind of lay in bed, but keep that book next to her. I don't necessarily think it's all related, but at the same time, no chances. Are you looking, like, outside for the bird at all, or are you just going to bed? I guess I'd probably take a peek outside real quick, but... Okay, um, make me a perception check. Alright. Can do. Let me find my d20. Fifteen. So, you don't see the raven. But I see wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Wolves outside. Uh, So you don't see the raven, but you actually see this figure. And he's maybe... In the distance, probably two buildings over, he's two buildings away from you, and he looks like he's like in the shadows, 
he's still, and it looks like he's been watching your window. Okay. I feel incredibly uncomfortable now. And we'll be shutting the window. He sees, like, you can tell once you kind of lock eyes with the spot he's in, he shuffles back behind the building and out of sight. Alright, shutting the window, for sure. Um, and gonna see if maybe I can go sleep in Laren's room. <laughs> I, am. I, think, I think we established canonically that, uh, that Ikmer has bunk beds in one of yeah, the Yeah, bunk beds, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Eclipse would probably feel weird sleeping in, uh, the bedroom with a 13 year old half orc. Each their own. That's fair, yeah. Most of the people in town don't seem like they'd be too <laughs> perturbed by it. So I'm just gonna, you know, like, knock on, uh, Lyra's door. And she's probably not asleep yet, so she'll open the door. Hey, uh, hey, Lyra. I saw, I saw a guy out there. Um, I don't feel comfortable sleeping now and, uh, without someone else also being in the same room. Oh, yeah, you can totally sleep in here. It's a pretty big bed. You're pretty small, so I think we'll be fine. You can sleep in my drawer. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I would probably also, if my room has a window, go to the window and, like, look around, maybe ask Eclipse. Uh, are, you, are you also making a perception check? Yeah. Three? Yeah, you're, um... Eclipse kind of described where, where she saw this guy, and, and you don't... You don't see anything. Um, and the moon's pretty high in the sky. It's it's not pitch black outside. You can kind of see. So it, your thought might be, okay, I, I don't necessarily know if she's telling me the truth and saw something or if there's truly, like, I didn't see the raven. I didn't see the dude. So it kind of seems strange. So you, you let her in, into your room. Um, and Igmer and Matumbe, is there anything your characters are doing before they go to sleep? Um, did we hear that raven when it clawed? You wouldn't, so it, it took Haley a decent perception check oh, okay. it's happening on her window. Uh, but when it caught it inside? Yeah, you, I mean, you would have more perception, it? but oh, okay. it, it'd be difficult, especially because you guys are across the house. For either of you to okay, necessarily. If we hadn't, if I hadn't heard it, I, he wouldn't have been listening for it. So. Yeah. So I, I Matume's trying to get a full night's rest, but he also, I, I, I think last episode we established that he could take some time, um, this night to investigate this book he has with the fly and the skull on the cover, this battered brown tome. Um, I know I have two books, but that's the one I'm a little bit more interested in. Well, that's in. the one you saw the professor's writing exactly, in. So you yeah. kind of, I remember you being curious about what what he was writing. Like, why was he studying this so intently? So would you like Matumbe to take a role or just spend a few hours? I assume you can, you can take a 20 with this. Okay. Um, and really, you're, you're, you're reading through the text. So you, you now know some things about Urkathoa, but but you're also pretty intently looking at the margins. If you're taking 20, you're probably taking yep. your time. So you get through it, you know, a couple of chapters of the book in the 
two hours or so that you're that you're reading through it, sure. You see many passages about just these kind of depraved ceremonies that that are sacred to Urgothella. It's like eating corpses. It's like forcing people into undeath. It's eating until you die type of stuff. And it's honestly, as a worshiper of Phrasma, probably oh, it's, it's pretty sickens. unsettling to, yeah, sickens me too to read. Um, but you see in the margins, what the professor is writing is a lot of like, this coincides with the way, with what the, with the way is teaching this Cohen, like, you know, he's, he's looking at these, these ceremonies and he's like, it's like, how does this work? How is this, how is this something that, you know, people do? How is this something that like gives you strength? That kind of thing. He's, he's, he's scribbling all over the place, but really he's, you can tell in his writings, he's really trying to break down a lot of the ceremonies and stuff that they're describing into their basis parts and saying like, okay, I've seen this happen, or I've read about this happening in this cult, or I've read about, so, so you're starting to get the, the sense that he's maybe not, he's not reading it to perform the ceremonies. He's which, reading, which it. is the relief because we had those accusations from the villagers saying that he's a necromancer. Exactly. Yes. And, and you're yes. reading this and seeing that, Oh, it seems like, the professor is legitimately studying this for, for, you know, knew some folks who were doing this or knew about folks who were doing this and was trying to tie it all together. And you can definitely see in his writings that he mentions the way in his notes several times. And, and, you know, you you wouldn't have to make a role to know that, you know, that key, that was what kept being referenced is in in his journal, the way, the whispering way. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think, you probably go to bed, but Tube goes to bed with this sense of relief that the professor isn't a necromancer. This guy that he he likes isn't isn't a bad person or doesn't seem to be, but he's also kind of got this renewed sense of dread. Like there's this group out there yes. that's doing this shit, like that's that's killing people and raising them, that's that's eating corpses, that's just like the most depraved stuff you've ever read. And, and I'm a long way from home exactly. to, to hear that this is happening where I am right now. That is, that is worrying. And I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm a little bit of a fish out of water here. Yeah. So I imagine everybody gets to sleep and, um, yeah. Quick question though. Um, you said second building or like behind a, a, another building, so is that like all on Lorimore's property or is that So Lorimore is still in the town of Ravengrove. He's okay. just kind of on the outskirts. So there he has neighbors and and further neighbors and they're kind of on a cobblestone path that that is then if you if you were to cross the path there are some shops and stuff. So he's not he's not out in the boonies or anything. He's he lives in town. He's just on the outskirts, so he has a bit more property. So when you looked out, you saw like his second neighbor there in the moonlight there was a guy kind of creepily standing by that house doing a little bit like a Mike Myers thing. Like yeah, exactly. staring he, he was staring at you in the moonlight and you could tell, I mean, Eclipse knew you wouldn't have to roll a sense motive to know that he was looking at you. Okay. 
I was just checking. Um, and then uh, second thing, Ghost Sirenscape. Good, good call on the music. Very creepy. Very sitting. I'm like terrified just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> I need you all sign up that you do a gothic horror uh, podcast. You know, you're too scared now. Lordy, lordy. <laughs> <laughs> Were you sitting? That was it. Okay. Um, so you all you all get to sleep and. Aside from probably Ikmer, it's a restless night of sleep. It's not restful at all. Lyra, you, you're woken up several times by Eclipse mumbling things in her sleep. Mutumbe, you, you read about these, these basically completely opposed to your religion ceremonies happening and you're just like, your dreams are just you're thinking back to the Moangi Expanse, and you're thinking you're thinking about the demonic cults there, and the cannibalism that happened, and that kind of thing, and 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 then all of the flesh on all of the people just begins to rot, and you wake up like sweating twice in the night, and and you just kind of fall back asleep like your body's fighting your mind to fall back asleep. Yeah. Eclipse. You wake Lyra at least twice in the night as well, but but you're kind of talking in your sleep. And your dreams are just filled with with lurking figures and with with feathers. You have these these black, dark feathers, a flapping of wings, a flock of crows. And you you scream out in the night, and, and maybe it's not quite a scream, but it's it's just drowned. And Lyra can hear it, and she hears you say it multiple times during the night. And then it's morning. And... Oh, gosh. What a wake-up call. You wake up to a cheerful rooster instead of a creepy raven. Um, That's nice. And and I think, you know, Ikmer's kind of nursing a hangover, maybe maybe Eclipse as well, but what, you just had a bad night of sleep regardless. Um, Matumbe, even without drinking any alcohol, is just like, he seems... Sluggish in the morning. He seems sluggish, yeah. And... You guys make your way downstairs, and you. Igmar probably wakes up first. You 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 smell the scent of just crackling bacon, eggs, milk. <laughs> <laughs> scent of milk. The scent of milk. Interesting. All right. Um... So so I imagine Igmar probably wakes first, and he's just. Tell me, tell me, I mean, what, what would he oh. do if he did, like, a fresh breakfast? Um, he'd be surprised, number one. Uh, number two, um, would not uh, be afraid to eat a lot. Uh, but uh, he, he'd probably check on his friends. 
Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. He, yeah. Uh, so Ingrid, like, he came up yeah. this morning, like, knocks on all the doors and then runs yeah. downstairs. Yeah. There's uh, breakfast. There's breakfast. Make sure uh, everyone's uh, still around and uh, okay, I guess. Um, he, um, you know, he'd probably check on Eclipse's room first. Okay. So he knocks on Eclipse's door and there's no answer. Uh, knock harder. And he knocks harder. And at this point, uh, Lyra and Eclipse can, can hear the knocking from Lyra's room. And they, I assume you guys like get up, you know, pull on some clothes, head outside. You see it more outside, like ecstatic. Uh, oh yeah. He'd be very happy. Yeah. And then I'm guessing you check on the tomb day. You guys all kind of head downstairs. Uh, you can see downstairs there's, there's piles of food and you can see like portioned off to the side is this like secondary pile. And she, uh, Kendra says, if my, that go, that, that's yours. <laughs> <laughs> she knows, she knows she saw you eat at, yeah. the, at the reception. She knows how, how much Ekmer likes to eat. So, um, so you guys are all sitting at breakfast. Do you, do you discuss what happened last night? Yeah. I think Lyra would, uh, talk to Eclipse a little bit about, what she was saying in her sleep. Uh, so Lyra would probably say, Eclipse, did you sleep okay last night? You were talking a lot. Something about drowning? I slept horribly. All I could think about was that that crow that came into my room and, and I just kept seeing feathers. And when it came into my room, I just kept Cawing and saying, drowned, drowned. I don't know what, it, I don't even know what that means. When I tried to talk to it, it didn't, it didn't respond. And then I called you and it disappeared. Huh. Do you think it's connected to the figure you saw? I would guess so. I don't understand why else a creepy man would be staring into my window. Or screwing. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something. <laughs> but yeah, so so you guys kind of discuss the events of last night. I'm imagining you probably loop Mutumi and Ikmaran on on the shit that happened. I don't know if Matumbe has anything to say about his findings, but yeah, I I I slip. What in the world? I also had a. Uh, unpleasant nights worth of sleep i uh i i slept through the night but i was tossing and turning because i i am worried i i took the to i took two toms back to my bed and read one i read the one with the with the fly and the skull on the front i believe this is a tome of Urgothoa. i do not know if the three of you are familiar with this particular goddess, but she represents everything that I hold reprehensible. It appears that Professor Lorimore, though not directly associated with the believers of this, or I shouldn't, I should not say believers, but I should say followers of this deity. He was studying them for reasons that I am not aware of, but 
from what I read in this tome, there are active members of the active members of this devotion who could potentially present a threat to us. And as Matube tells you this, and he kind of, you know, he references that it's it's the whispering way that the professor mentioned in his journal. It's it's this this group of people that that you guys really know nothing about. I mean, you you know what was written in the professor's journal, but, but all you really know is that yes, there are ties to Ergothoa, and yes, the professor was seemed to be in his journal entries interested in stopping them. They were interested in something in Ravengrove. Yeah. So, with that, um, Kendra is kind of, you know, shooting the shit with you guys. You can tell she's she seems like she might be in a little bit of a better mood today. Yesterday was a lot on her. Um, but she tells you, I'm I'm really glad you guys all all decided to stay. I I really appreciative of the company. I I know I mentioned yesterday that I could use some help researching. Um because because I mean you were all there for the for the reading of the journal. I'm I'm suspicious about how my dad died. So there are a couple places that I always used to to research, and, and my dad did when, when he was alive. Obviously, our library is open to all of you. You're more than welcome to use the library to, to research anything that you're looking for. We also, the uh, Ravengrove Town Hall would have a, a bunch of records, maybe about Harrowstone, um, and, and records of people that, that would have been there. The Temple of Phrasma, I know, keeps the history on town. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> and they they would know about basically anything. They, I mean, you would have to talk to Father Grimborough, but I imagine their records are pretty substantial. There's the Unfurling Scroll. Um, it's, it's kind of a scroll shop. It's a, it's a curiosity and magic shop in town, but, but they, they do have a lot of information tucked away. You probably have to make a deal with the shopkeeper though. So there's, there's all these places. I don't know if you guys want to go help me research, but I'm probably going to start here. There's also a lot of other leads in the will. So if you, if you have something else you, you, you think would be more advantageous, go ahead and do it. I, I don't really need help here. And with that, she kind of heads to the library and she's, she's pulling out books. She's, she's got a stack of five books. She sits down on the table. She puts on like these little spectacles and she's reading. Before we, before we follow up on any of these leads, Kendra, I would like to know from you, what were you told of your father's untimely passing? I, I was told it was an accident. I was told something fell on him. That's, that's all I know. That's all the sheriff would tell me. I, 
I saw the body. If something fell on him, it crushed most of him. I'm going to go ahead. I, you know, she sounds genuine, but I do want to roll a sense motive here to make sure that she's not holding anything. Oh back. yeah, go for it. For sure. It's a 12. A 12. Yeah. I mean, nothing about her response gives you any hesitation that she, she, she's telling the truth. She mm-hmm. wouldn't, walk, I mean, she's asking you guys for help. So she really has no real reason to lie to you Yeah. as far as, you know, with that role, but you know, she's, she's being pretty upfront with you. Thank you, Miss Lorimore. I will discuss with my compatriots where we go from here. Uh, Kendra, you know, before you go, uh, did your dad ever talk about, uh, some sort of secret code or, like, talking in key, like, uh, using a key to unlock a code such as, uh, that in the, the text here? And, and he then produced, like, yeah, that, that, that purple, purple book. book. Um... She looks at it kind of puzzled, and she reads through it, mm-hmm. um, and she says, Igmer, I, um, I think you wouldn't need something to decipher this if you could just get a scroll of, like, comprehend languages. You should be able to, you should be able to figure this out without, without even studying it for long. I can study it if you'd like. If you leave it here with me, I am pretty good at linguistics. I could try, I could take a crack at it, but I, I never heard about my dad using codes to write things or, or, or looking into things that were written in code. I, he never told any of that to me. Okay. I thank you very much. Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned that magic shop, uh, it sounds like we're going to be going by there. We we might stop by and and uh, and see if we can't find something. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, let me know. I um, if you give me a day, I could probably prepare it. Uh, oh, whoa! Thank you. That that's very nice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, don't don't spend any gold at you know in, unless there's a scroll you really want. I I have some magical abilities. My dad taught me. Oh well, that is so nice of you, and and, and thanks again for letting us stay here. It was it was really nice being able to sleep in sleep in a bed. That warms my heart and also makes me a little sad. It. I'm glad you. I'm glad you had a place to sleep. I mean, I've I've never seen or been able to be underneath so many blankets at one time. <laughs> and I think All the right. conversation yeah, was totally. <laughs> yeah, Matumbe and Z territory. So. I'm imagining you guys leave for, for or, or maybe you discuss. We can I, explain it yeah, I think we need to discuss as players where we want to go next. All right. Well, uh, do we trust her enough to leave her with a book? With a purple book? 
Or just, or is she just going to prepare the spell and then yeah, I mean, use she, it later? If you if you feel like you need to keep it, she did say she would prepare comprehend languages tomorrow, and and you could be there while she does that if, if you think that's the safest option. Otherwise, she can she can try and decipher it today. Is is there anybody else at the house? Is she it's literally it? at this point. At this point, like you guys. Because of your fitful sleep at kind of a late start, most of the people that were at the funeral have left. Okay. They've, they've gone their separate ways. The pretty lady didn't say bye to you. Ooh. <laughs> but she no. did tell you, you know, this is where you can find her and that kind of thing. So, On the other hand, Ikmer might have uh, not necessarily forgot, but just kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, if she's not right in front of him, he's not obsessed. Yeah. No, not yet. Mm, not yet. Okay. Yeah. But uh, one thing I was I am kind of concerned about is is Kendra possibly a target to where the leaving her alone isn't necessarily the smartest idea. I mean, that might be like if you. I mean, I as, as a player, as a player, yeah, that, 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 was that my might same be something thought. where you would want to talk to um, talk to the sheriff about if if he has any ideas on that kind of stuff. Again, he's he's one of the places, one of the many places where you guys kind of have a oh maybe we should go do this, maybe we should go do that. Yeah. You certainly can go talk to him um, if you want to leave somebody. Somebody could certainly you know research in the library while keeping an eye on Kendra type of thing. If, if you think that, you know, she might be a target of whatever had happened to her father. Can we get farther in? Like, is there anything that we can gain as players by being in the library and further studying? Or do we have to oh, actually be? Yeah, okay. yeah, no, you can make, you can make knowledge checks in the library. That'll give you, you know, information on the whispering way, like information on some of the stuff that you've been hearing, information on the stuff in the will and in the journal and in the books. Like he's got this vast library and you rolled a three on your perception when you were looking for books he was like recently <laughs> looking in. So, you know, there's definitely stuff to be found in the library. In fact, the library is so, so full of knowledge that you can make all knowledge checks untrained. in it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, having a, a big old zero in all of the knowledges, uh, Ikmer might not be the best to leave around. Or in the library, I mean. I have a lot of knowledges with a lot of high pluses. I can stay. I, I, I would like to continue journeying with you guys. It makes sense mechanically for my player to stay. Is this. Uh, manor so large that she has servants that like help prepare food or anything or it's just no, like a large normal house pretty much a mcmansion now if if you went to maybe the the sheriff with significant concern he could probably spare a guard or two if you know if you if you talk to him or you know you, you know you know a couple other people that are actually from town that might be at least be able to keep an eye on the house, make sure nobody's like entering type of deal. If you all wanted to travel together, so it's it's really up to you what you guys want to do from here. What do you guys want to do? I know Eclipse really wants to go to that second neighbor's house just to see if 
maybe whoever answers the door looks like the person who is hiding in the shadows. Sure. I think Lyra would be interested in that too. Okay. I mean, there really is no reason to be scared that Kendra is in, like, there's no real threat. I'm, I'm less. So what do you roll me the knowledge local? No. If you have it. I don't have it. Don't are have are it. we in the library? I'll do it this one. It's more of a hearsay thing. I I don't have it. No. I I don't think anyone has that. Okay. Um, Could we ask Kendra if she feels safe? Or is that not? You certainly could. Um, What I was thinking is if you, you know, you guys were summoned to a funeral, you don't really know how long ago the professor died. There's things like gentle repose and stuff in Pathfinder that, that allow a dead body to be a dead body for a while. And you do know that in, in like her letter summoning you, they really couldn't do the funeral until you guys got there, until everybody like that was summoned was there, because they were all in the will. I'm less... This sounds bad. I'm less concerned with her safety than I am the fact that there is a huge library here that we could learn stuff that could be very valuable for us later. I think maybe one of us should stay wherever we end up going today. Yeah, and normally Eclipse would offer to stay, but she uh, obviously really needs to go see that neighbor. So you're good. You're good. I I don't want to stay because I want to like hang out with you guys, but like <laughs> I can. I've got a, I've got, I've, I've yeah. got I've got knowledge stats. Like if it if I stayed, it would make sense. If if neither, what I'm trying to say is, Brooks Emily, if you guys don't particularly want to stay, I will. Lyra also doesn't have great knowledge checks okay. like at all. Um, I think character wise, she would be interested in what happened to Eclipse since. Okay. We that kind of kept her up. Yeah. Sure. We bought right. it. Fair enough. <laughs> Was it a Horace sandwich? No. No Horace. Stop. I'm not even going to ask. All right. Ignorance. I mean, I know I'll that stay. I know that Ick's not great at knowledge. I just, yeah. I didn't know if he would also want to stay because protection is like yeah. his thing. Protection is his thing. And new friends are also on the table and he has the possibility of defending that. We're still left over breakfast too. (laughs) Ooh, that's, uh, yeah, it's really up to you guys, but, uh, I think, I think, all right. What are, what are we doing today? So you're checking out the house next door. What are we doing after that? Um, if we're adventuring away, I'll come with. But if it, if we're checking up with people in town, then I'll stay. We well, could ahead. maybe go to the sheriff and... Oh, oh, I don't know. Like, okay, let's just... Okay, so so what are you guys... What's the, what's the full plan? What do you guys have planned? So what we are going to do is split off uh, Eclipse, Lyra and Ikmer are going to investigate the neighbor's house. 
while Matumbe stays back and does further research in the library. After Eclipse, Lyra, and I investigate the neighbor's house, we are going to go to the sheriff. From there, hopefully talk him into leaving a guard with Kendra. After that, the full party is going to investigate the further investigate other things in the town okay. as a as a full party. We did it. That sounds like a good plan. Yay. Okay. Um so Matumbe stays behind. Yep. Um and then Eclipse, Igmer, and Lyra are all leaving. And I think the first place you said you were heading is straight to the the neighbor two doors down's house. Yeah. Yes. Um mm-hmm. uh, uh, Eclipse and Lyra you can you uh fill me in i guess on what exactly you saw i'm not sure how i can defend against a raven oh uh i also i also saw like a guy kind of hiding behind the building and uh so i saw a shadowy raven and i also saw a shadow shadowy guy kind of hiding behind a building Lyra, did, did you see anything? No, I didn't hear or see anything. But I think Eclipse is probably... She saw something, so it's worth checking it out. Oh, okay, well, just stand behind me. I, I'll, uh, I'll make sure you guys are nice and safe. Alright, so I'm assuming then Ikmar would knock on the door. Yeah, I'm guessing uh, he'll ask Eclipse to uh, point him in the right way, right house, and okay. uh, and he would uh, take uh, take the front. Okay, so so Lickmer knocks on the door, and uh, you guys wait for. It seems like a. a significantly longer period of time than you would expect. And then um, you hear the the lock unlock. It clicks open and the door opens and there's this, she's maybe four foot six, this older lady, very frail looking and small. So it's clip size. Almost... <laughs> The towers over me. Towers over Eclipse, and she says, "Hello, hello. Uh, who are you, young man?" <laughs> <laughs> and she cracks open her granny beer. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm sorry to to uh, disturb you, ma'am, but uh, you wouldn't happen to have seen uh, an an older gentleman. And and a raven around here, would you? Especially last night. Oh, do you mean Horus? Oh no, <laughs> you know Horus. Now she uh, she says, oh, I I'm not sure what, who you, who you're talking about, but I I do go to bed a bit early. Um, is there a reason you came knocking on my door? Um, Eclipse will step up and she goes. Uh, ma'am, there was a, a man 
there was a man who was hiding behind your house last night, and he was staring at me through my window, and I'm concerned for your safety as well as mine. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, I, I, I live here alone. My husband died six years ago, and I... That's a little terrifying for me, I, if you don't mind me being frank. I, I don't know of such a man. I haven't seen anybody around my house. You're Frank? No, that was my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, she, she lives there alone. She invites you in, um, and she's more than happy to show you around her place if you're more suspicious. Um, she does, like, invite you in for tea, as old ladies do, and, and she gives you a couple lozenges from her coat. Oh, ma'am, oh. Some hard, can I? Hard caramels? Some hard caramels. Excuse me, ma'am. Can can I can I look in your, like, your backyard or around the area around the area Eclipse saw? Oh, oh sure, dearie. Come with me. Like wherever you want to go, I, I can unlock the gate for you. And as long as you're not going to rob me, but there's not much I can do about that. There is there. Can I do like a perception or survival or something to see if I've seen recently like disturbed areas? Yes, you certainly can roll a perception or. Survival would be this one, if you're looking for, like, footprints. Yeah. Ooh, Survival's actually, not as good for me, but Ick could probably also help, yeah. or I could help out Ick. Being yeah, on somebody the, can yeah. the other if you guys want to. Being on the trail, uh, his life, uh, this is actually one he's pretty good at. Alright, I'll, I'll try and assist you. I certainly don't assist. A uh, total of seven. And yeah. I got three on the die. I mean, from, from what you can tell... She, she has a path leading to her back gate, and it looks like any other path would. So there, there are, you know, footsteps, but they could be from any number of people going back into her backyard or whatever. Like, you know, you have, you have footsteps like her size for the most part of her just coming in, in and out of the backyard. You can't really discern a difference between any of the tracks, but you're not convinced there's there's evidence here that, that somebody was skulking around her house. Can I do a sense motive on her? Days. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. Oh. Five. I could I could aid with that. Well, you could do your own, probably. Oh, okay. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, you can tell she's, she's being mostly honest. Mostly? She's... I mean, she she certainly lives there alone, um, and it, you know her willingness to let you inside is kind of proof of that. Oh, really? You know, she's not really she doesn't really have anything to hide in her house. But if one of you wants to make like a diplomacy check, she might have a little bit more to say. Okay, um, Ikmer has that, uh, if, and if Lyra. I can try to aid. Okay. It's a... If I roll over a 10? Yeah. Or if I... With you, my with, with your bonus, if you roll over a 10, you aid. I'm able to aid. So you get plus two. All right. On top of your stuff. Nine. With the plus two? With the plus two. Six. 
she continues to tell you the same stuff that you've oh. heard. She's she's starting to get a little nervous that you're sticking around and like, you know, you seem to be asking her all these questions. She's an old lady. She doesn't necessarily know the answers to, so she's she's a little nervous. You're not like leaving her house. Um, okay. So Eclipse is still truly frightened of uh, someone hanging around her house and is, feels bad for this lady who lives alone, and so she's gonna say, uh, "Ma'am, you sh- you should really stay with any uh, close relatives you have for the night." Roll your own diplomacy. Oh, okay. I got... 18. Um, and she says, There will be no need, dear. I, I didn't want to tell you before, but I I might know the, the man that that you mentioned him. Can you describe him a little better to me? Was he, you know, a little, like a taller man, um, looked kind of skulky? Uh, out of character, don't know. Oh yeah, he was skulking So around. probably yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he sometimes comes into town, he's, um, if it's the man I th- I'm thinking of, it's Probably the man that the children know as Entrellis the Mad. And he's he's a kind of like a he's a hermit that lives in the forest. He's The children know the skulking creepy man. He yeah, he's, has he's friends like a legend around the town. He's friends with children. He's a legend around the town. Oh god. Uh, everyone knows to look out for It's a real ladybug scenario. Oh no. That's a joke that one percent of the listening audience will pick up on. Zero. Well, I mean except that we're all gonna listen to it, so five people out of five, so I guess That's a hundred percent. Glad everyone and got Trellis, that. though. No, it's like it's, it's like eighty percent because my parents, you know, they're gonna listen. Trellis the Mad. So Antrellis the Mad, um, she she continues on to tell you he's kind of like he's one of the town's like urban legends, which is why the children know of him, like they they it's always like a trellis the mad will get you and you you know if you, if you stay up too late or whatever okay. um so the children know about it it's something that um it's something of an urban legend some people claim they've seen him some people actually have this old lady included she thinks she knows you know i think this guy is in trellis the mad so something to ask kendra about but at this point, I think we're kind of overstaying our welcome at the old lady's place. Probably. The cookie and leave. So she kind of, you know, she goes back inside. I assume you leave her alone. She... Leave or I'll call the girl. Wow. <laughs> nice job. I'm sorry. I'm all over the siren. Thank, thank you, today. ma'am. Now let's go to the cops. <laughs> so, so are you guys heading to... We'll call it a deal. Steve. <laughs> I'm trying. Somebody put a muzzle on him. <laughs> so, are, are the three of you heading to the to the sheriff's office? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Steve, why don't we get back to you? Are you sure. researching anything? In, is Matumbe researching anything in particular? I don't think anything in particular. Matumbe is going to go to the library and kind of look for any any 
either any tomes that seem to have been getting seem to have gotten more attention than others or things that look very exotic or important. Okay, Spence. roll a perception check then. All right. All right, my perception is a 12. 12. Um, you see one or two tomes that look like they're a little bit like, you know, everything's pretty flat on his bookshelves and there's a couple that are a little pulled out. So, yep. so if you if you take one of them off the shelf, you would be able to tell it's dealing with some darker stuff, Ooh. which leads you to believe that you know, this might, because because the professor was interested in Urthoa and that kind of thing, it's probably one of the other things that he studied. Is it darker stuff like Urgothoa? It's, it's like necromancy type, you know, he, he's studying the magic of undeath. Okay. So this book is kind of about the magic of undeath. Okay. Um, can you roll me either a... Knowledge Arcana or Religion? Both of them are the same, so... Um, and because you're in the library, take a plus two on this roll. Oh, man, that's a 16 on the die. So for Knowledge Arcana and Knowledge Religion, I have a plus seven. That's a plus nine with that extra plus two. So we're looking at a 25 total. Yeah, boy! Right, so you know some stuff from this book in particular, about the Whispering Way. Mm -hmm. So you're looking into this book, and it's kind of about undeath. And as you're reading, you know, first and foremost, that the Whispering Way is a sinister organization of necromancers that's been active in the inner sea region for thousands of years. Uh, I do not enjoy hearing the word necromancer. Agents of the Whispering Way often seek alliances with undead creatures or are themselves undead. The Whispering Way's most notorious member was Tar Bafon, the Whispering Tyrant. Although the society itself has existed much longer than even that mighty necromancer. The Whispering Way itself is a series of philosophies that can only be transferred via whispers. The philosophies are never written or spoken out of loudly, making the exact goals and nature of the secretive philosophy difficult for outsiders to learn much about. And finally... Exact details on the society are difficult to discern, but chief among the Whispering Way's goals are discovering the formula for creating liches and engineering the release of the Whispering Tyrant. Agents often travel to remote sites or areas plagued by notorious haunts or undead menaces to perform field research or even to cap create or capture unique monsters. Their symbol is a gagged skull, and those who learn too many of the way's secrets are often murdered, and their mouths mutilated to prevent their bodies from divulging secrets via speak with dead. All right, so you alluded to alluded to the whispering tyrant several times, not only in that last little monologue, but earlier. So Matume is going to roll a knowledge religion on the whispering tyrant. Okay. Do I have a plus two because I'm in the library? Sure. All right. It's a 12. I thought you were going to melt this die. It's a different die. Oh. Yeah. I'm rolling so poorly. Uh, it's unbelievable. So Matumbe is heard yeah. only in, in passing of the, his, er, of the history of the Whispering Tyrant. Um, he knows that basically Ustalov was enslaved by this mighty 
magician who then was killed by the god Aradin. And the act of being killed by a god made his undeath that much more powerful. He came back as this lich and enslaved all of Ustalav for hundreds of years. Okay. But that's what Matube knows. Matube knows he's he's no longer active. He wasn't killed, but he was sealed. So, um, so we'll flash back to the rest of the group. Um, and so, so Eclipse, Itmer, and Lyra are headed to the sheriff's office, correct? Yeah. So, you guys, you, you find your way there, and maybe you ask a person or two in the streets, like, uh, where, where is the sheriff? Uh, you remember? You remember his name was Benjamin Collar, and he is there when you arrive. Um, he, you know, it's kind of like a regular police office, so you guys can pretty much just walk straight up to it. Um, hello. Uh, anyone? Anyone here? You can walk through the front door if there's like an office and a reception oh. type thing. So, so I assume you walk in and, and the receptionist greets you and she says, Oh, hello, um, I, do you have an appointment? Uh, no, uh, we do not. In fact, uh, we, we've been seeing people, uh, out, outside of our house. Well, I guess it's not our house it's a uh, we're, we're just staying here for 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 a bit but uh we're uh just just passing through but we we've seen s- some people outside of our house i guess we'd like to talk to the sheriff oh that's a more specific request uh sure uh, he's He's here. He's he's here. Um, and I don't believe he's busy right now. You certainly you certainly can go into his office. Let me just let him know. And she goes into his office, and you hear kind of like a muffled ar- or not argument, but a muffled conversation happen in the room. And she comes back out, and she says, "If if you could just wait five minutes, he'll be he'll be right with you." And so you guys wait in the in the main lobby of the of the sheriff's office, and eventually you're let into uh, vengeance office. And he says, Oh, hello there. Um, what, what brings you to my office? Sounds like a native Ustalavian. Well, he's a little more gruff. <laughs> Traditional <laughs> rough impression accent. Uh, well, we've, uh, possibly seen, uh, uh, this guy. And uh, tell us the mad. Die. I've heard, I've heard about uh, Entrellis. He's uh, a ruffian. He lives off in the woods. He's uh, he'll do no harm to you. He's he's been living out there for God fifteen years or so. So so he's real. Ah yes, uh, you know that we like to tell the the children that uh, he's you know some figment of their imagination, but he's certainly a man, and he's certainly in the woods. Well, uh, does, does he ever, you know, h- hurt anybody? 
Not that I've, uh, not that I've been sheriff to, to apprehend him for. He's, he's mostly a docile maniac, if, if there is such a term. He's, he murmurs to himself and, but he keeps to himself and, and that's all we could really hope for. Is he connected with any drownings? Or no, no, ravens? Not that I've heard. I honestly, I, I haven't heard him be part of a crime or anything. He's uh, he he went mad one day and left his home in disrepair. Went into the woods and God knows what he does. Oh, there. no, no, we're we're not saying that he did anything wrong. Uh, uh we just see him around and. I I guess we've got questions. Oh, certainly. Like, feel free to ask them. I I know, you know, I I know who you're talking about. If if it is that man, but and and as he's describing this to you, his door flies open, and it's a town guard. And he says, "Sir, sir, um, we, you need to come to the monument." You, you need to come to the monument now. And What's the monument? There's a... You wouldn't know this, but there is a monument in the center of town. Um, and... He, he's... What, what's happened? What, what's going on there? And... The, the guard says, you need to... We need to control the crowd. We need to... And, and he kind of grabs... Grabs Benjamin the sheriff and, and drags him out of the room. Do you guys follow? Oh, wait, yes. sheriff. Uh, I can help. I, I'm pretty good at. Uh, yeah, they've already left. Got my shield. They've already left. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys rush out of the sheriff's office and it's it's you race through the middle of town and you guys are honestly struggling to keep up with with these two. They're they're the the guard seems like he's in an all out panic. And remember, it's still relatively early morning for these folks. You see this crowd assembled in the middle of a square, and it, it, it looks like it might be almost every person that lives in this tiny town. And you three manage to push be, because, because the sheriff is able to kind of push through the crowd using his authority and be like, you know, split the, split the road, let me get through. He gets through, and you guys manage to shuffle through behind him. And what you see in front of you is this beautiful statue of a memorial. But what's off about it is that it's just covered in red. And there's red on the ground. And you, you realize it's blood. There's blood on the ground and blood on the statue and, and you see a letter written on the monument. And I need you guys to finish your drinks. I oh knew it. Yeah, I knew it. I it knew so it. Oh, God. I totally knew it too. 